Well, greetings to the beloved, wherever you may be today. I hope that this message finds you uh, safe. This message finds you healthy. Um, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We are in a time like no other. We are in a time that no one currently uh, alive has, has ever lived through. And yet we're in a time where Jesus is still Lord, where he is still God, and we are still his people. And I think we sit as well on a unique opportunity, an opportunity to really put feet to our faith and, and, to, and to be the church. You know, we've, I've often said that we, we gather to scatter. Well, it would appear that we are in a phase of scattering, in a phase where we can lean in on one, one another, stay connected to one another, but yet be where we are planted. It's no accident that we are where we are because we are God's people there. Maybe it's in our house, it's in our neighborhood, it's in our city, uh, it's in the town of Banner Elk in the community of Avery or wherever you might be listening to this. You're important and you have an important role and God wants to use you for such a time as this to minister his gospel, his truth to people, to speak against fear, to speak calm and to speak things of God to people that need to hear them. And today I want to continue what we've started a couple weeks ago of looking at the scriptures as we prepare our hearts and minds for the coming crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. To continue to look at this season that, of preparation that we're in, the season called Lent, where we, where we look at the scriptures, lean in, and assume a posture where we can hear from God and what he would have to say to us today. So let me pray for us as we jump in. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be holy, pleasing, and acceptable in your sight, our Lord, our strength, and our Redeemer. Amen. You know, a couple weeks ago, we said that, that, that there are three saving offices, prophet, priest, and king, that our Lord Jesus Christ did not become incarnate for his own sake, but Jesus came to save his people from their sins. Matthew one twenty one tells us that. And that these saving offices or functions of, of Jesus are prophet, priest, and king. These three offices were, were prefigured as the three major offices among the Old Testament people of God, among Israel. As prophet, you see, Jesus reveals God to us and his will for our salvation. As, as priest, he makes sacrifice for our sin and intercedes to God for us. And as king, he protects us and subdues us to his rule. Jesus' miracles signified his compassion for people, his power and authority, and his identity as the promised Messiah. And likewise, the miracles of Jesus show us how he is prophet, priest, and king over all creation. Jesus speaks authority. He, he shows love and exercises power in his multiple displays of the miraculous works. And so today we want to we continue that thought. We want to continue that theme of prophet, priest, and king. I want you to think of the best communicator you've ever heard. That, that person who wows you with their words, who speaks straight to your heart, 
who convicts you with passion and sincerity. Yeah, it, it can be an entertainer. It, it could be a preacher, I guess. It could, it could be a professor or a teacher. It could possibly even be a politician. Now, I want you to think of the most loving person you've ever met. Someone who makes you feel, who makes everyone feel encouraged, who, who knows how to show love to all kinds of people and who naturally meets others' needs. It, it could be a grandparent. It could be a Sunday school teacher. It could be, it could be a teacher. It could be someone, someone who shows you love. Now, I want you to think of the most powerful person that you know, a person with unbelievable strength who could, who could put everyone else to shame in the gym working out. You know, It, it could be an athlete. It, it, could be, it could be your husband. It could be your wife. It could be your dad. It's likely that you did not think of the same person for all three characteristics. You see, Jesus is the only person who has embodied all three of those characteristics perfectly and fully. Jesus lived with a phenomenal ability to speak, an incredible compassion for others, and a powerful authority about him. You see, Jesus' three characteristics are his offices of prophet, priest, and king. And when we read about Jesus performing miracles in the Gospels, we encounter some awesome displays of these three offices, if you will. First of all, you see, Jesus performs miracles as prophet. Let's look at Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. I'm reading from the NIV. Again, it's the Gospel of Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41, a familiar text. Jesus calms the storm. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him, and a furious squall came up, and the wolves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. And the disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified, and they asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. After teaching several consecutive lessons, Jesus wanted to go to the other side of the lake. While the disciples were, were taking him across on a boat, you know, this huge storm raged and began to engulf the vessel. Jesus napping below deck. His disciples wake him. Teacher! He gets up. He, he speaks to the wind, commanded peace, and told it to be still. He then rebukes his disciples for their fear and lack of faith. They were amazed by his words. Jesus performed this miracle as the prophet of God. You see, many prophets had come before him, but none came with powerful words that could even make the wind obey. So how do we respond to Jesus' words? 
when we hear a sermon or we spend some time personally in God's word, do we obey? Will we be a prophet like Jesus and speak for him? Secondly, Jesus performs miracles as priest. And we want to look at the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Again, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, reading from the NIV. Again, a familiar text. Jesus forgives and heals a paralyzed man. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. And they gathered in such large numbers that there was no place for them. There was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to him. And some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. And when Jesus saw their faith, he he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, he took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. I used to joke that this was maybe one of the first Young Life clubs, right? It was so crowded, and, you know, these men were probably young. We can't get them in. I got an idea. Let's go to the roof. Let's tear the roof off. Lower him down. What could go wrong? You know, Jesus was such an amazing prophet that people would crowd into a small house to hear him teach. And four men brought, bring their friend, their, their paralytic friend to Jesus, but they couldn't get into the house. They go up to the roof. They, they take part of it off and they lower him down. And because of their faith, Jesus forgave the man of his sins. He explained that forgiving someone of their sins is a far greater act than healing them of paralysis. And Jesus performs this miracle as the priest of God. You see, many priests had come before him, but none had came with the perfect compassion, the immaculate love, and the divine ability to forgive sins like Jesus. He looks on sinners with eyes of mercy, and he grants them his grace. So for us, in such a time as this, how do we respond to Jesus' love? When we experience his mercy and understand his forgiveness, does it compel me to extend mercy and forgiveness to others? Thirdly, Jesus performs miracles as king. I want to look at the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. Again, reading in the NIV, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. Another familiar text. 
John the Baptist prepares the way. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locust and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am now worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The baptism and the, and the testing of Jesus. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. And at once, the spirit sent him out into the wilderness. Again, we see Jesus operating in the role of prophet. While while Jesus taught in the synagogue, he walked a a demon-possessed man screaming questions at the Lord. And Jesus simply told the demon to, to be quiet and leave the man's body. This demon that had overpowered the man left his body because of Jesus's far greater authority. And Jesus performed this miracle as king. And, and many kings had come before him, but none had come with his divine power and with his authority. How do we respond to Jesus's authority? Do we worship him as, as we witness his power? Do I obey him as I submit to his authority? Do do we operate in his power by resisting temptation, repenting of sin, and and trusting in the gospel? In that last story from Luke 11, we we saw Jesus' three offices beautifully come together at one event. He, He prophetically spoke to the demon, had priestly mercy on the man, and authoritatively drove out the demon out in a kingly way. However, we see Jesus as prophet, priest, and king mostly, clearly, in the gospel story. Jesus as prophet taught truth throughout his life. Jesus as priest extended mercy by dying on the cross for our sin. And Jesus as king rose to life out of his powerful authority over death, sin, and the grave. He's our teacher, our lover, and our ruler Our response to the gospel is is to hear the word, our great prophet. Receive the compassion of of our great priest and live faithfully, faithfully for our great king. So as we respond to God, this, this perspective of the gospel also changes how we respond to others. What should we do when something tragic happens in the lives of those around us? What How do we respond when our world is literally turned upside down in the time span of a week? 
Because Jesus is prophet, we proclaim to them the promises in God's word. Because Jesus is priest, we personally minister to those who hurt and provide for their needs however we can. And because Jesus is king, we show them the powerful authority Jesus has over their life and their need to worship him. That is when we catch and when we watch God do miracles by creating new life by grace through faith. I hope that you've been able or are able or will be able to gather as a family, together with friends, to look at scripture, to pray, to sing, and to encourage one another in the way of the Lord. I love you and we bless you. In the name of Jesus, go in peace. Amen and amen.